sing this one last time. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. Oh, oh, oh. So there was this cool moment um, on Thursday night, last Thursday, hashtag throwback Thursday, right? That's a, like a social media joke for you parents. Um, so last Thursday, after a week of having loud sound and big lights and all this booming electronic, crazy, awesome wowness, a power outage happened. The generator malfunctioned, and we were like, what the heck are we going to do? Justin freaked out in the middle of his message because there was this big pop, and he looked like like something, I don't know, like, like lightning had just struck him in the face. And so he was like, man, what are we going to do for music? And I was like, I think we got something figured out. So what we ended up doing was we kind of just sat on the front of the stage with an acoustic guitar um, and a drum, and everybody in the room was just singing. And it was this good reminder that when everything else malfunctions, that God's love is still there and is still present, which is awesome, yeah. And in the same way that we had students not bring their cell phones because they're distracting, a lot of the electronics that we had as adult leaders were distracting, and so we were a bit of hypocrites, and I think God was just like, bah, here we go. Everybody's on the same playing field, just simple, just simple and enjoying his goodness. And so there was this song called All I Am that we... Um, that we sang, and uh, I want to teach it to you parents as a chorus, and then we'll go through the rest of it. And it's going to be just really simple, and um, feel free to just lift up your voice to God and let this whole room be filled with the sound of God's love and the love of his children. I give you all my life, I'm letting it go, a living sacrifice, no longer my own, all Sing, take these hands. Take these hands. I know they're empty, but with you they can. Views for beauty in your perfect plan. All I am is yours. Take I give you all.
take this heart. Now this next song we're going to sing, we didn't do it camp, but I feel like it's so appropriately baptistic, which is not a word, so don't quote me ever on that. But these words of this chorus says, God, you make beautiful things out of the dust, and you make beautiful things out of us. And I'm kind of like a, like a, like a nerdy science enthusiast, and so I think it's really cool when Genesis speaks poetically about God taking dust and breathing into it, and out of that life, out of those carbon molecules, God made humanity. It's, it's inorganic matter with the breath of God placed into it so that we can be these living, creative, compassionate, wonderful beings. So it says, God, you make beautiful things out of the dust, and you make beautiful things out of us. And then the bridge will just sing that, God, you are making us new. So not only did God create us, but God sustains us and he renews us. And that's what baptism is, right? Baptism is this second birthday party. It's this, it's this new life, this celebration that God has washed us clean and made us his daughters and his sons forever and ever. So with that in mind, let's sing this out. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the You make 
You guys pray with me. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you that camp was a success for so many students. God, in the sense that they, um, not just them, but God, all of us, either for the first time or for the whatever time God experienced what it is like to be in your presence, to sit at the feet of our Heavenly Father and just be loved. Um, so many people in this world miss out on that. And God, they don't open the invitation that you send, but God, you sent it to all of us. And, and tonight, some of us are choosing to take that to the next step, um, God, and to just celebrate with a party. God, this newness, this new life, um, God, to celebrate your love that makes us clean, makes us fresh again. And it's a journey. God, it won't be perfect after this, but it will be good because we'll be by your side and it will be by ours. Bless all these students tonight. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, take a seat, guys. And we're going to open up God's Word and we're going to learn something real quick. Uh, really what sets us as the foundation of why we're even here tonight. Uh, whenever I used to go to camp as a kid, uh, my mom would always say when I came home from camp, she knew if I had a good time uh, by how long I slept when I got home, uh, hopefully a lot of kids slept, and by how gone my voice was when I also got home. You know, if, if I got home and I was super tired and I slept for 10 hours, she knew that I was running around having a blast. And if my voice was like, oh, it's all like this, and that happened, especially the girls, they sounded, you know, kind of nuts. And you, we, she'd know I'd have a blast. And she knew I had a lot of fun and I enjoyed myself. You know, I always did enjoy myself, and this is the reason why. Uh, I would always run myself ragged at camp. I would go all out, all the time, everywhere, except, and, and it's because I was a boy, and most boys, uh, if you're a boy like me, you don't want to miss anything. And there's always something happening somewhere. And you got to find where that somewhere is, and then you got to, like, be crazy about it and totally just enjoy every inch of it, and you have to do it big so everyone knows that you were there, and then you run on to whatever the next thing is. And that's how I was when I was a kid. I didn't want to miss stuff. 
I don't think anyone likes missing things. Uh, you misplace some keys, you can't find them, it's the worst. Uh, you misplace your Bible on your way to church because you know, everyone always brings their Bible to church, right? Like the paper version. I know all my kids do. They love bringing their paper Bibles to church. Sarcasm. Bring your Bible to church. And you know, you forget it and you're like, oh, where is this stuff? No one likes missing stuff. There was a church, a very young church in the Bible, that was convinced they had missed something very, very important. Uh, there was these three guys, they were pastors just like I am. Uh, and just like your leaders are in the context of they love you and they care for you and they teach God's word to you. You know, these three guys, Paul and Silas, and a guy named Timothy. And what they did was they would travel around and imagine taking a big, long road trip, only you're walking everywhere or riding a donkey, no cars. And you go from place to place teaching God's word and explaining to everyone who this Jesus guy is. Now, all these cities, they've heard these various stories of who Jesus is. Like the rumor has gotten around about a guy who walks on water and who heals people who are sick, who walks into temples and throws over tables because what's happening there is totally unjust and he has a problem with it. And he takes a stand for the people that no one cared about. Those kind of stories, they get around. You know, imagine yourself at your school. Imagine yourself at your school and the kid who gets bullied, and you know that kid, and you, maybe you are that kid, and that's tough, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, but maybe you're the kid who isn't getting bullied, but you know the kid who is, and you know the kids that are doing it. And you walk up during the midst of this bullying situation, and instead of just walking by with your head down, because gosh, you know, I, I, as long as, just let them focus on him. Don't, you know, I don't want their attention on me. I don't want to be the target. Instead of doing that, imagine if you got mad took your book back off, slammed it against the locker, threw your books down, looked at that bully in the face and said, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And no one else is. And you may be the first one to do it, and that would be, that would be tough. But that word would get around. Everybody in school would be talking, oh my gosh, did you hear what his little what's-her-face did? Big bully, and he's just blah. And you know him, like he's probably bullied you, and she stood up to him. No one else would, but she would. So Paul and Silas and Timothy are traveling around. And these stories of this guy who stood up for the people no one would stand up for has gotten around. And they didn't totally understand it. So he goes there and encourages them. He starts preaching the gospel and telling them that there's a chance for hope and the hope's found in Jesus. And that, you know, he died and he said he was going to rise again and then he did rise again. And then in rising again, you know, he's going to come back to earth one day. No one knows when it's going to be, but it's going to happen and it's going to be incredible. Now, this church in First Thessalonians, where they totally believed that, and they were waiting for it. They were waiting for it so much that they didn't want to miss it. Now, think about that. You know, we've been waiting for the second coming of Christ since he rose from the dead, and we're still waiting. I, I hope I live to see it, the clouds parting and, and him coming down to the throne that it will be set in Israel. That's a, I hope I get to be there to see that, and I'm waiting for it. Now, they thought they missed it. Now imagine missing that. Like imagine waking up one day, going to Starbucks and being like, man, where is everybody? I meet with uh, Kurt over there, Butel. He mentors me. Uh, I hope I can be the kind of father he is one day. He's an amazing father. Uh, he mentors me every Wednesday. We sit down and have coffee. Imagine if uh, we went for coffee. Let's just assume I was the one who wasn't there. Let's assume you walk in for coffee. Like, where? Yeah, well, I don't know. Where's Justin? What happened? And the, the barista's like, yeah, there's been a lot less, like, church people here today. I wonder where they all went. And it's like, wait, hold on, did we miss something? What's going on? And then, wait, you look around, and it's like, whoa, that guy's flying in the sky. And, you know, imagine if you missed that. 
Imagine if you miss it. You, you, the church, they were missing. They thought they missed it, and they were freaking out about it. And they wrote them this letter to encourage them. No, no, you didn't miss it. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, you, you keep going down the road you're going on. Keep living the faith that you learned about in this guy named Jesus. Keep representing that to people. Keep talking about that. Uh, and, and they kept living their life, uh, and things were, were getting really good. Now, like any good pastor, they always follow up. So they wanted to send him another letter just to make sure that everything was going good. A little bit more encouragement. You know, see the process of discipleship, and students, you'll, you'll see this in junior high, and parents, you should know this. The process of discipleship is not a moment. It's not a night like this. It's not a camp. It's not a life group. It's a set of moments. It's a lifetime of community. It's a lifetime of studying God's word. Paul and Timothy and Silas, they knew this, and that's why they wrote him again. And this is what he says. In 2 Thessalonians, which is the most complicated word in the world. This is what he says. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting with verse 13, about standing firm. So once again, this church thought they missed the second coming, and they were told, don't worry, you haven't missed anything. You're fine. And I want to encourage you, as you continue to wait, which for them, I mean, they waited their entire lives, and they didn't see it. Like I said, we're still waiting. Take this as a word of encouragement. And it was meant for us to take it as a word of encouragement as well. This is what, it's titled, Stand Firm, verse 13. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters loved by the Lord. We don't greet each other the way the Bible greets us. You ever realize that? You know, we, we don't look at each other the, the way Paul and Silas and Timothy were looking at the people in this young church. I feel like we're missing something there. And that's tough for me. Because I, I don't want to feel like I'm missing what is some of the most good parts of who God is. That we're not just a bunch of strangers. You know, I think the thing that threads us all together in this room is that I think everyone in this room has a junior hire, uh, except for my staff and my leaders and me and my wife. A everyone else has a junior hire in this room. That's what threads us together. Brothers and sisters, the Lord loves you. Be encouraged by this. Because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through the belief in the truth. Jesus did something incredible, and you get to benefit from that. You don't get to benefit from it after you've done a bunch of stuff. You don't get to benefit from it after you've figured things out and you're perfect, because that's never going to happen. You're never going to reach perfection. That's just not real. You get the first fruits of the goodness of who God is. And it's free to you. And he says, I want you to have this. And I want you to enjoy it. And I don't want you to just keep it for yourself, actually. I actually want you to share it with people. You know, he goes on to say this. He called you to this through our gospel. That you might share in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's easy to pass over that verse. The thing that jumps out to me most is our gospel. You know, I have like 50 Bibles in my office, literally, and they send them to me. And sometimes I bring them home, and we use them. This doesn't sound terrible. Sometimes to like prop open like doors. Don't tell them that? Okay. Don't worry that I said that. No, there's just so many of them. There's so many of them. All these different versions and stuff, languages I don't even read. They just keep sending me stuff. I can't remember the last time. I just took a moment. And, I mean, it, the last time was today as I studied this in preparation for tonight. But the last time we looked at the Bible and just truly said, this isn't just a set of words or an idea. This is our gospel. 
God intended us to play a part in this. Not that we just do it and, and keep score ourselves on our phones so we can, you know, brag about to God later the good thing. No, no, no. This is our gospel. Students, this is your gospel intended for you. Parents, this is your gospel intended for you to be encouraged and intended for you to teach your young children. Deuteronomy 6. You know, as they get up and as they walk along the road and as they sleep and as they, you know, go to work or go to school or teach them the ways of the Lord. This, parents, this is our gospel. You know, me as a pastor, I get to teach this, man. The day it becomes a job, I swear to you, I'll resign. I swear to you, I promise. I promise you, the day this doesn't become our gospel and it becomes a paycheck, I'll leave because I shouldn't be doing it anymore. You know, my leaders... This is your gospel. This is why we do what we do. You know, God furthermore says this, so then, brothers and sisters, once again, a welcoming that we rarely give each other. Stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter or by Instagram or by Facebook or by a poster in your locker or a sticker on your car. But for me, I'm covered in tattoos. The whole thing's a mess. I look like a cartoon character. The stuff that you have, whether it be by word of mouth or the letter that we're sending you as an encouragement, the, the tools at your disposal, use these tools well. Because they're not just out there for no reason. They're intended for a purpose. You know, the purpose is to make a big deal about who God is. Not just him and, and his goodness, and that's a good thing. I, I'm about telling stories of God's goodness. But I don't think that's what the writer intended. I think the writer intended that we look at this as an opportunity to share our story in light of God's goodness. So God is so good, and he loves us. That's what the Bible says. So, you know, that's what we believe. You know, Jesus came and he died so, so we could be saved. God's goodness, we encounter it. And when we encounter it, things change. They're going to bounce up against each other. And we live a life of sin and rebellion. And, and you know what? We talked about that at camp. And you guys filled out cards. You know, students, I want you to know that the staff sat down today and we read over those. We read over those and we picked out some that surprised us. Things that we didn't expect a junior high to say. And we've been doing junior high ministry for a while. We also picked some out that reminded us of ourselves when we were in junior high. And it was emotional. It was emotional for me to watch my staff talk about it because they liken themselves to you. They're not just sitting up here leading junior high with no idea of what's happening. We're leading it because we can understand what it's like because we've been there. And what the writer is saying here to this young church is the goodness of God is a great story, but the real story is when you encounter the goodness of God, what happens? When the sin we live encounters the goodness of a God that sacrificed himself for us, and they collide, and they collided at camp in a really big way, something happens. And in that, there's a story. It, is, it goes on to say this in verse uh, 16. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement Man, there's, there's days that I wish I could have internal, eternal encouragement. There's some days that it feels like encouragement has just worn out, that I'm left with, I'm left with a lot of 
lies and things that aren't true about who I am. And you might think, man, you know, he, I know what Justin's doing right now. He's like channeling, like he's speaking as if he's a junior higher to like relate. No, no, no. As a 29-year-old guy who's, who's married and is still figuring that out, there are days where I wish I had eternal encouragement. I'm not going to ask parents to raise their hands because this is not the space for that. But if parents wanted to agree, there are days where you wish you had eternal encouragement. I'm not going to ask students to raise their hands because this isn't the space for that. But if I did, I think a lot of students would agree that I wish there were days where I could have eternal encouragement. Now in that, there's a conversation for the ride home because you guys are on the same page. You know, this, this letter is speaking to you. He finishes up with this. And good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. You know, when you hear good deed, if you grew up uh, in uh, Catholic, uh, and when I have friends that have, you know, when they hear deed, deed equals work, and, you know, work equals what you do for God to give you a thumbs up. You know, and, and if you live under that or have lived under that, that's a difficult thing because it's the opposite of what I'm saying. So what I'm saying will sound so foreign to you. You know, God says this, through the deed, through what you do, not what you do to get his thumbs up, what you do to show your thumbs up to God. Not what you're doing to get God to love you because he already loves you. What you're doing because when your sin collided with God's goodness, something happened. And what is that? And good word. Man, we speak a lot of stuff to each other. I say things all the time. Uh, I text my wife sometimes. I'm putting her on the spot because she's sitting here and literally she is the most beautiful woman in the room. I'm sorry for everyone else, but she just is. Uh, and I get to live with her. It's awesome. And sometimes I get heated. And students, I want you to listen to this because I think it's easy to miss this. So if you're sitting there on your phones, I want you to look up from your phones. Listen, there'll be moments where you, you do not share a good word. Either with another student or a friend or me because you're angry at me because I didn't put you in the cabin you wanted to be in. Or a parent because they do something that you don't like and you, just, you think in your 12-year-old wisdom or 11-year-old you just got it all figured out. And there's opportunities where we do not share a good word. There's also opportunities like tonight where we get to share a very good word about the goodness of who God is. And when our sin life encountered God's goodness... And they collided. What happened? You know, tonight we're going to share stories. And there's, there's leaders around the room, uh, two of them. Uh, uh, Kristen is going to be up. And Jessica is going to be up. I think she's right there in the back corner. And she's going to create for you the opportunity for you to share stories of God's goodness. You know, this has been an action-packed summer. You know, probably one of the heaviest summers that we've ever had in junior high. Camp was the biggest it's ever been. My team are probably more tired than they thought they'd ever be. And more students brought their friends to camp than ever before. More students said yes to Jesus and came home saying, Mom, Dad, like, I think we should start going to church. More stories like that than ever before. We have more students sign up for life groups at this point right now than we did last year or the year before. You might think, how do you know that? It's because I checked. Because I think this stuff matters. I think the story of our church matters. And that's what's happening in junior high. God did incredible things this year in the life of your student, in your life as a parent, and students, 
God did incredible things in your life too. And we want to hear those stories. And then after that, we're going to go celebrate through deed. We're going to go out there and some students who have said yes to, I want to live out my faith. I want to show the world. And for them, it's going to be this group here tonight. That the goodness of God is worth making a big deal about. And you're going to do that through identifying with Jesus in baptism. And that, my friends, is a very big deal. And one we get to share together as a church, and one we will remember for the rest of our lives. So, if you have a story, this is what I'd ask you to do. Just raise your hand, and you know, they're going to float around. We're going to do this. We're going to Am I good? There we go. I'm going to dismiss you uh, later to those who are getting baptized to go get ready, and then we're all going to go out there together. So, if you have a story, feel free to raise your hand. If you are thinking of your story, take some time and think. No rush. And if we run out of time and not everyone gets to share, that's okay. Because the story isn't meant to be kept secret to you. You're going to go home with someone tonight. You can share that story with them. Most of you will be starting school very soon. And you can start that story with them. What a great way to welcome in the school year to share a story of God's goodness over the summer. You know, let me pray for you guys as we prepare to share stories and do baptisms together. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the goodness of who you are. Thank you for this young church that thought they missed everything. And, but God, encouragement, they just need to stand firm, encourage one another, enjoy your encouragement. That's a very big deal. We, we, we miss it sometimes because we're in a rush. Let us rest tonight in the stories of your goodness and in the expression of your love through baptism. We thank you. You care about us. You made us. And your son, he gave his life for us. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. If you have a story, raise your hand. They're going to be floating. Phones. Enjoy. Okay, this is James. He's going to share a story. Hi, my name is James Dow Jr., and I'm 11, almost 12 years old. I am a seventh grader at Vista Verde Central School. Since I was little, my mom taught me about God and the stories at the um, in the Bible. We were going to the fellowship at Aunt Jemaza's and Uncle Sam's house at, and at their church, I learned more about Jesus. When I pers participated in the VBS in the Mennonite church for age one, I learned more about God from the pastor, Justin, and the other leaders. I would like to thank my dad for being open-minded about me getting baptized. I want to experience the peace and joy of my grandparents who were baptized last year. I want to be more patient and cool-headed like them. Although I'm only 11 years and almost 12 years old, I have experienced God in my life. Help me to adjust to a new school when I was in fourth grade. 
I prayed a lot and my mother was going through treatments for her skin cancer. God listened to our prayers and healed her. He also helped me to handle tough situations at school when certain kids um, at my school were mean to me and many other kids. I wanted to be baptized when I was in sixth grade. I wanted to be closer to God and to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm happy that today I'll be baptized and let other know that I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you. Um, I'm Emma, and I went to summer camp, and it really changed my life. Um, God spoke to me while I was at camp, and it was just a really great experience. And then um, when I came back, I had the decision to get baptized, and I felt like it's the perfect time in my life for me to get baptized. Um, and I just feel like I need God in my life to be my friend and to guide me to the right path. I'm Shan. I'm going to be 13 in September. I go to BAMS, and I'm in eighth grade. Um, when I was going, I didn't want to go to camp. I was nervous. Probably some of you guys that went to camp have heard this story already. I just want to share it to everyone else. I'm going to change it up a bit, too. But <laughs> um, So I went to camp. I was kind of nervous, and then... Once I heard my sister was going, I was much happier because she taught me um, God and she brought me to church and brought me to this camp pretty much. And she found Marinate to us too. Um, so when I went to camp, I found out there's 21 people in my cabin. I don't do good with big spaces. <laughs> um, there was a lot of wild adventures the first two days, I was like, this isn't, this is kind of, you know, scary because there's so many people. <laughs> and so then after, like, the two days, sorry, I'm stuttering, <laughs> but um, I started meeting um, all the people in my cabin, and they've been a big help of getting used to in camp. And I just love the life groups and all the people, especially the people in my bunk. <laughs> There's a three bunks, so these people. <laughs> um, and um, I had a great experience. And one of my favorite parts where when the power outage went out and everyone was just singing and they didn't panic or anything. And I just felt God in the room, and it was amazing. And um, I hope everyone else felt that way, or at some point at camp, because there was many moments where that happened. 
and um, about just one time that a couple other people have mentioned about that, well, power outage, and, you know, um, anyway, so, I just, when the power outage was happening, it was, like, kind of scary for a few, seconds, like, when, uh, band did like honestly the best worship they had ever done hey I'm not, I'm not joking it's, it's true but you know that really touched me especially the last song they sang if you went to camp you know that song I don't remember who sang it anymore but if, if you're in in my cabin, which is, you know, our groups that are, like, that we're in together for the week, and, um, we usually have these, like, discussion things, and because of all that, we didn't even need to use the, the discussion card thing, and we actually, like, had, like, like, a really good night, and, you know, but, yeah. Sammy. Um, so I got baptized, I think, when I was like eight. And I thought I knew everything about God, but I really didn't. And um, I learned a lot more at camp because I did go to summer camp. And um, I feel like my friends helped me a lot to <laughs> get to know God better. And um, I had a lot of special moments, especially that last night. And that's it.
Okay, so, oh God, this is scarier than I thought. <laughs> so I went to camp. I actually did not want to come to camp. I had a bad mood going into it. And I met so many people. And I, when I first came to camp, I was a little bit judgy of people. Like, I, I don't know, I just judge people. And so when we did cabin time, it kind of touched me because for me, judging people, those people, they had the best stories. Like, you didn't really know what was going on in their lives for judging them. And it was, like, pretty cool to see, like, people relating to you and stuff. And I just had a good time at camp, and so, yeah. Um, if you are getting baptized tonight, um, you can be excused to go change if you need to and go out there to get ready. Um, and if you're a parent and your student's being baptized, you may go as well. Um, we're going to continue to share some stories, and then we'll excuse everybody to go out there. So let's just give a second for everyone to get out. That is, and then we'll continue sports. Is there anyone else with any we stories? We have one over here, Kristen. All right, go for it. Yes. Hi, my name is Ava, and I'm going into seventh grade. And my story is, like, before I went to, like, junior high, I didn't have a really big relationship with God. And then ever since I went to JHM Mariners, I got a bigger relationship with God, and I felt like, I feel like, I have a bigger connection with God now. Getting peer pressured into sharing stories. Thanks, Brittany. Anyways, okay, so I work on staff with JHM, and it was super fun to have this whole week with your students. Um, it was a beautiful beautiful place um, that we got to just get away and be with God, um, but it was really overwhelming for a lot of your students. Um, there was one girl in particular, Rosie. She was terrified that something was going to happen to her parents um, during the week of camp. So she was, like, crying, and she was they, like, kept going in and out of um, chapel, and I was just convinced. I was like, you, they're just like totally trying to ditch chapel or whatever. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? And she comes up to me and she's in tears. And so we go to the bathroom real quick and I'm like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And so she tells me that she's so nervous about being away from her parents and how she was so terrified. And so I was like, okay, you're totally going to be okay. 
um, God's going to be watching, watching out for your parents. They're going to, he's going to be protecting them. And we're like, let's just sit down for a second. Let's wait for chapel to end. And, um, as we sit down, we got to look out at, um, like the camp is in the middle of like a national forest. It's beautiful. And so we sit down and she's just breathing and she's looking out at the whole camp and she's like, this place is so beautiful. And it was such a cool moment for me to sit with her and just kind of get confidence and get safety and security in just the beauty of what God created for us there. And it was really cool to have that rest of that week really given to us to really just sit in just the simple, like the simpleness of what God had already have, has given us in such like things that we forget. And it was cool for her to get security in that, in just the beauty of everything. And she kind of got her, her reassurance from that and was able to kind of walk through in the rest of the week with her friends by her side, totally caring for her and loving on her. So it was so wonderful to be away with your, with your students. So thanks for letting us have them. So. Hello, I'm Aiden, and I'm going to share one of my experiences with you guys. Um, when uh, we were heading home, this is not in camp, um, on the seventh grade bus, we, some people gr brought their guitars, and uh, they just started playing it on the bus, and we started worshiping God, and I felt God in the bus with us. Thank you. Logan, um, I led a sixth grade cabin, and um, there was this girl in our cabin that had like ADHD and got distracted all the time, and so quiet time and cabin time was really hard for her, and so there was this prayer room at camp that was super rad, and it had like all these stations where you could like go and experience God in different ways, and then you could go in this secret room where you could write on the walls like Bible verses or prayers or your story, and so we took her in there. It was Callie's idea, and um, and it was super awesome, and she, like, was all about it, and it was really cool. It was, like, a really cool way for her to experience God and, like, have something to do. And it was just really applicable for her, and it was awesome. Um, so I led a seventh grade cabin, and I had this boy in my cabin who needed a little bit more special attention. Um than most, um, and I kind of came into this week thinking that, oh man, I'm going to pour out as much as I can to these students and just love on them and share Jesus with them, and um, this little boy uh, actually taught me more about God and about myself than, um, than I thought he would have, um, just from walking around camp and, and him wanting to hold my hand and, and trying to, you know, um, learn about who God is and, and just seeing him fervently like write down scripture passages that were on the screen um, and just I felt like God was just like hey you need to slow down and like know that he is loved just as much as anybody else is um, so it was just a really cool moment to see that God kind of turn my week around to, to learn um, rather than to pour out that week so All right, is there anyone else who wants to share before we head out? Yeah? Awesome. Uh, okay. 
Um, hi, my name is Christy, and when we were on the bus ride home, we drove by a really bad car accident, and um, just looking by, all the girls were all like in awe of what happened, and I really felt God because all of a sudden, all these girls were just like, we have to pray, we have to pray, and so we all like, we all held hands, and we just bowed our heads, and we prayed for a second, and it, I really just felt God right there because like, when you're just at school, you can't really say like, oh my gosh, we have to pray, like something bad just happened, so that was cool. Okay, so I wasn't planning on sharing this, and I could hear my heartbeat in my head because I don't like people looking at me. Um, but I've been putting off volunteering for junior high or with kid, the girls for so many years, and God has just been calling me to it. And um, kind of what Justin was talking about a little bit ago about how, like, Satan will swoop in there and just, like, wait, not till you're perfect, not till you're perfect. And it was always just like, okay, once I get the career and once I get – the husband and once I like work out seven days a week and eat vegetables for breakfast I'm like I'll be good and like then I can <laughs> I don't know but like it was just like I kept setting these like this line of like I need to accomplish this before I can lead younger girls and that line kept moving and finally God was just like just go you gotta go and uh, everyone's like the girls are gonna bless you trust me like you're gonna bless them but like I was in work mode the whole time like no I'm gonna bless them it's gonna be amazing and like I, as I'm encouraging them and telling them, like, just how awesome they are and how beautiful they are and, like, telling them that they're leaders and whatnot, like, God just kept being like, hey, you, you too, by the way, like, and I'm like, no, God, like, this is about them and just ignoring him the whole week. And by, by the end of the week, like, after sharing my story with the girls, me sharing all the painful things that I've been through in my past, when I didn't really have an answer for those, for so many years I've been, like, feeling that those have defined me in a negative way, uh, after sharing those with them, that was what motivated them to be able to open up to me. And that was what absolutely made my week. And instead of my testimony, like I didn't want to lead girls until my testimony had that happy ending of, oh, this looks so perfect. And now the happy ending is that God is using me in my brokenness and using my brokenness to lead these girls. And that was what gave them the boldness to open up to me and like, I'm shaking, <laughs> like, <laughs> like one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, so, yeah, God just absolutely blessed me through this more than, like, I could have ever imagined, and I've never cried <laughs> so much. <laughs> but, like, all happy tears, and it's just been wonderful, and I just cannot wait to just continue. This is the just the start of something really awesome. So. where I could just, like, kind of just be myself and tell everyone about myself and about my story. But over, like, um, I've always kind of struggled with being healthy for myself. I've always, like, 
I've always like thought like oh other people need to be happy before me and then I like met people and they just like helped me through so I'm like after camp you know the um someone said something about like how you get uh like after church you get to like all like holy and stuff like that and um but then after a while like you might uh start to like think oh maybe that was just camp or whatever like this is the longest time I feel like it's gonna like stay for a long time like where I've actually just been continuously happy like not like depressed anymore and so that's like something that I really got out of camp Does anyone have like a last story they'd like to share? Okay, one more and then we're gonna head out. <laughs> okay, so I've never been to camp before. This is my first camp. <laughs> and I was praying like that my parents and my family would be safe every night. And I got back from camp and I realized that my dad got hit by a truck, <laughs> but he's okay, <laughs> he's okay, and so I really felt that God, like, worked in me and, like, helped, like, him be safe, so yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories. If you guys wanted to head out to the baptismal, we can just help in the celebration. That would be awesome. See you out there.